This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And today we have another one of those questions that are a little on the sensitive side. Pastor Michael, here's our question. How could I be in heaven with no tears when my kids are in hell? So, you know, we we try not to shy away from difficult questions. And um, I mean, some people, you know, they read this um, title and they just didn't even listen because they just deleted it or too hard. it's just too hard, you know? So um, words cannot begin to describe the pain of somebody losing a child, let alone um, having expectation or confidence that that child rejected Jesus and is in hell. And, uh, you know, a really wise pastor um, once said to me, you know, when you get married, you expect you're going to watch your spouse die. One of you is going to die and watch the other one. You expect it. When you grow up, you know um, you're most likely going to watch both of your parents eventually die. And so you grow up with this expectation that this is normal. This is um, um, this is the rhythm of life, you know. And and um, but he said nobody should ever have to watch a child die. And he said there is a pain that goes deeper than any other pain on earth when a child um, dies before their time, before their parents. And he said, I want you to watch because you will see scenarios as a pastor where when the child um, passes away, um, that the mom or dad, it often takes years for them to recover if they ever do. It's also why when um, a a couple loses a child, um, the statistical probability of divorce goes through the roof because it affects them on levels that honestly no human soul is really prepared to deal with. So um, as I say all that, I want to just, you know, put on the front end, like, I don't get it because my children are with me, but I understand to a degree um, the difficulty of even processing this this question. And so it's a great question. It's a hard one. And um, how can heaven be perfect if some people that we love are missing? Wouldn't it be better if um, our loved ones were there? Um, how could heaven be the best thing possible if the person I love the most isn't even isn't even there? So a couple things we just need to say um, just to make sure we we speak these truths. God is perfect. Heaven will be perfect. God's plan of salvation is perfect. Um, in God's plan, which is totally perfect, He extends the righteousness of Christ to everybody who will trust in Him. And what happens to those who do not trust in Christ, um, who reject Jesus Christ, who reject his love, is that they reject his dwelling place and they reject God himself. And so what's unfortunate and really difficult is that anyone who does not trust in our perfect God and his perfect plan for salvation will not be able to be in his perfect dwelling in heaven forever. And, um, and so John 3.18 says, whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they've not believed in the name of God's one and only son, who's Jesus. And so um, this is hard because moms and dads, especially as your kids get older, you just can't control their salvation. It's like the one thing you want to control and you can't. And moms and dads um, just experience gut-wrenching pain over their children who are alive, fearful of what will happen. And and um, they don't want Jesus to come back because they want him to wait so that their kid can have every opportunity. Um, 
but here's here's what's going to happen. Right now, our minds are still affected by sin. Our bodies are affected by sin. We have no capacity to even uh, begin to understand what would the world be like if my body had no inclination towards sin, my heart had no inclination towards sin, my mind had no inclination towards sin, and there was no sin anywhere around me in any way, shape, or form. How would I view the world? How would I view hell? How would I view Jesus? How would I view my life on earth? And And so we just need to say on the front end that my present reality is filtered through a lens of sin. Um, It does not matter how long I've been walking with Jesus. It's still a part of my my filter. Um, And so Revelation 21.4 says that he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. And so our limited earthly perspective will be replaced by a holy, heavenly, perfect perspective. Um, Missing our loved ones would presumably fall under the category of pain or mourning. And so whatever happens in our minds, our um, perspective will shift to the point where we will see and acknowledge what is going on. We will understand it fully and yet it will not cause us the level of grief and pain and mourning that we have now because God has assigned, we'll say, a dispensation, a period of history where where mourning and pain happen, and it's on this side of heaven. And uh, and so I don't know how that's going to work. Um, part of me almost feels like as I read scripture on this subject, it's like, no, I don't want the pain to go away. Like, I feel like I should have compassion. And yet, when I see heaven through God's lens, um, somehow I will rejoice at the justice of God. That's hard, right? Mm-hmm. I get that. Like I, I fully get what I'm saying, um, but I don't understand how it's going to work because I've never been there, you know? Um, and so in the meantime, we accept by faith um, that once we are in heaven, um, God will give us a perspective that is perfect and emotions, uh, emotions that are perfect, a mind that is perfect, um, and that this will not cause us the level of pain that we experience right now. Um, my hope, my, my hope, my wish is that um, nobody would have to go to hell, but that's just not what the Bible teaches. And this, I think, what it does for us, the reality of hell and this just question, um, uh, makes such a high priority our commission to preach the gospel. Um, to share the good news of eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ with as many people as we possibly can because the implications are far too terrible to even ponder. Um, But here's what we know. God is good. And if you saw all things through God's lens, um, it would absolutely change the way we see things. But right now, God wants us to live with compassion and sorrow over that because it compels us to greater great commission effectiveness. I think also God wants in um, every mom and dad to understand that we experience um, a glimpse, a shadow of the pain that he experienced when Jesus was on the cross. And I think any mom or dad who um, wonders if God begins or could even begin to understand their pain, all they have to do is look to God the Father who understands what it means to give his son, Jesus Christ, for rebellious enemies and sinners. Let me, let me close by reading 1 Corinthians thirteen twelve. Paul says, For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. 
Thank you, Pastor Michael, for that very sensitive answer, but also taking us back to Scripture and what Scripture teaches. Listeners, please don't forget you can submit your questions to our podcast by visiting our church website, vcob.org, and just click on the link that says Q&A Podcast Question. Please join us next time as we start addressing Christmas questions. Our question for next time will be, is Christmas a pagan holiday? In other words, should Christians celebrate it?